Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. the jewels Meow the jewels is run the jewels project that they re-recorded in meows entirely <laughs> remixed and then donated all the proceeds to a cat charity no way yeah and run the jewels did that yeah it was killer mike and lp they partnered with someone who actually remixed i think the first run the jewels meow the meow the jewels. oh my god <laughs> get the fuck out of here yeah. isn't that fucking crazy yeah Wait. Oh my god. Yeah. This is the shit. Yeah, and they donated all the profits to a charity that helps cats. Oh man, I like them so much. They are the best people. <sighs> Truly the best people. It's people like that where I'm always like, I wish they would run for office, but then I'm like, no, I don't want you to run for office. You make me so happy. Oh, Killer Mike is so politically active, though, and he yeah, will he run is. for office someday. I feel like he certainly will. You think will. so? Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. And he, he, yeah. he is awesome. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. They need to be on this pod. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, Meow the Jewels is a great start because you were... <laughs> Yeah. I'm choking on a blueberry. <laughs> Why do I keep eating these? What? Wait. Hi, Mike. Oh, Jesus Christ. What up, Mary Jane? <laughs> How's it going, Mike? Man, I'm scattered. I'm oh. scatterbrained. Well, it's a wild and woolly Sunday. I got a litter box brain today. Pod Buttigieg just dropped out of the presidential race. I know. That's really where I'm at. Is like I'm trying to stay off Twitter to record with you. Yeah. But all I want to do is go on Twitter and like read everything. Right. So let's let's like rattle through this because we have so much to catch up on and do. Yeah. Uh last week we spoke about whether or not uh, renaming the Democratic nominees as Democratic nominees <laughs> would help them get any further and we uh got some great suggestions from folks when we kind of like you know, we're like, what What else would you say? Because we had Elizabeth Meowen. That's good. Uh Bernie Sand Paper Tongue. Yeah, it's and not Paul bad. Buttigieg. And Paul Buttigieg. Yep. But- Paul Buttigieg. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, and I, I was a little disappointed in myself for not being able to come up with more fun Democratic nominee names. I thought Bernie Sandpaper Tongue was inspired, to be honest. <laughs> inspired doesn't mean good. <laughs> inspired is what you say to the kid who got, like, second to last. No, I thought it was fucking great. I mean, Mike Litterbox, like, that wasn't... That's you know, not any Michael, good. Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, anyway. yeah. But we got some great suggestions from some friends afterwards when we posted it online. So I wanted to shout out Stacey Roomaker, who wrote Joe Biden. Oh, duh. Yeah. Duh. She's such a good... Yo, she's a politically savvy. She should be writing for like Samantha Bee and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Oh, Joe Biden. And yeah. uh, Amy Claw Bouchard. Yes. And yes. Tomcat Steyer. Fuck off. <laughs> Who's also dropped out of the race. Yeah, he did. But also, you now have a new co-host because I am not, you know, <laughs> pulling my end of the weight here. I wrote back, where were you when we, we where were you when we needed new? <laughs> Just been a lot of cat funds. It's, that's fun. That's really um, good. We got a few others. We got uh, from Joel Hadley. We got Perny Sandbox. Perny, I like. Perny Sandbox. Sandbox is, uh, mine is better. Sandpaper Tongue is better, but Perny's great. And we got um, Elizabeth Roran. Duh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, from my friend Aaron, we got Burmese Sanders. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. And then she sent me a little picture that someone, I think she found it online and someone had already thought of it and painted Bernie Sanders as a Burmese cat. Really? Do you have a picture of it? I sure do. Let me see. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fucking cute. He looks good for being 600 years old as a cat. Yeah. If I put some glasses on Bobo, I could like style him as a Burmese Sanders over there. Hell yeah. How long do you think cats live? Like, because I know that we put them into like our year timetable right right but how long is a length of a cat's life in cat live lives bobo is older than time yeah right yeah okay. yeah he's i thought so yeah he like talks to spirits that have walked the earth and you know centuries ago yeah yep. word man i can't <laughs> believe pete dropped out i'm sorry i know that we don't do politics on weed and grub we we are here for positively to be beams of light to talk about cannabis to talk about cannabis legalization to mm-hmm. talk about news uh I don't know. Just be, well, and this just is be active. This is important because I think, you know, as everyone heads to the polls, if you're in a uh, place that's voting Super this Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. like we are in California, it's important to know about like what's up in, you know, the candidacy, what's up with the nominees and what they support as far as cannabis goes and what's happening. Like if you, especially if you want a career in cannabis, not only if you want to be able to smoke weed and not go to jail, but you know, if you're looking to have a career in cannabis. Or like, if you want people to get out of jail yeah yeah absolutely 100 percent. so it is important to talk about okay i just i usually maybe it was the way i was raised you know you don't talk politics religion or sex at the dinner table all the things that everyone needs to talk about all the time right don't talk about your salary right and you should definitely talk about your salary negotiate a salary yeah i wish i had known do you know what i realized smoking weed the other day no (laughs) that's fair no i don't that's so fair thank you (laughs) thank you for not just saying what instead of being like yeah dude no clue um um like your salary is just like your allowance but it's from a different parent okay i just never put that together that like if you're growing up you you worked for an allowance yeah i had to like do like cut the grass and empty the waste baskets Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like just learn responsibility social responsibility for money and then i was like whoa like your salary is just an allowance it's just a that's so fucking weird yeah i think that's why the idea of the allowance is sort of introduced at a certain point is to teach you fiscal responsibility as a youngin right yes except that never happened for me it didn't no because my parents gave me a two dollar a week allowance when i was a kid but then I kind of like started working when I was really young. And so then I just didn't have an allowance. I just had the money that I had made from from acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a bit of a mind fuck for huh. me. That's cool that you were such a good actor that you were like, what even is allowance? <laughs> no, it's not. That's I'm not walking I'm these boards and hitting these marks. No, that's not what I tried to say. But I was just like a really lucky at a pretty young age to be like, oh, I can make money doing this. Yeah. Right. Well, you were also a hot kid. Yeah. So, you Thanks. know, for sure. Yeah. I can say that now, right? Sure. Yeah. I've seen pictures of you. You were a hot kid. I was, uh, I was, I was okay. I was cute. Hot. I had, I had apple cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. You had a bowl cut, apple cheeks, yep. and you knew how to say a line. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. Anyway, I just, it was one of those high thoughts that I was like, whoa. Whoa. With the fucking, because there's a dude named Seth Godin who, um, I don't know. I can take or leave. I don't trust anybody who has an answer to everything. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but he was talking about how the public school system was actually developed. And it was developed um, during war times to get you to get in a fucking factory because we needed your help. Mm. Because who knew how long this war was going to go? Sure. And so they shifted the whole curriculum of the American school system to like get you into the workforce and make you make good grades 
the idea of also pleasing a boss, the idea of like executing something over and over and over and over and over perfectly so mm-hmm. that we could win a war and it we just never changed that school system sure and so i'm like jesus christ like yeah. all of it 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 is such a mind fuck and i want to dismantle it all to build it back in a way that is more user friendly well one way you can do that is uh by starting to support the you know candidates that you want to start doing that from the inside like bernie sanders if you're into him he's he's promising to tear things down yeah he is so, yeah he is okay i don't should we get into yeah. some politics stuff cool because the weed game is fucking bananas right now right it's insane it is insane and you know we have friends who have been affected in the industry in you know various positions in you know dispensaries or media companies who we've seen lose their jobs there have been rounds and rounds and rounds of layoffs and really I think you know the crazy thing that happened when I moved to California in 2016 was it was like the green rush right like everyone was so excited I got here just as you know November 2016 was when the law was passed that made uh, cannabis recreationally legal in California starting January 2018. I remember projections being like 17 billion dollar industry by 2022. Yeah I mean the the there was a so there's a great piece actually in the pressdemocrat.com talking about the green rush of um, investment that was expected that just totally fucking collapsed. So last year like Canacraft, Flocana, Weed Maps, Ease, all of these other places started laying off huge amounts of their workforces because it just wasn't with the regulations and taxation that was happening. It was giving these businesses a squeeze. And also the consumer base just wasn't showing up because the legal market was not outpacing the what we now call the legacy market in a way that you know people were really turning to dispensaries to buy their legal product. I'm, I've seen $80 eighths and it's straight up mids. Yeah. It's just straight up middle of the road weed. Nothing crazy, nothing special. Probably a good smoke, but $80 for an eighth. And it's because of the fucking 40% tax. Yeah. So capital markets dried up. Banking solutions were all fucked. So like small businesses couldn't figure out how to deal with banks because they couldn't actually operate. A lot of banks wouldn't deal with cannabis businesses because it's still illegal at a federal fucking level. And the illicit or legacy market is like the mass, the, the vast majority of where people are still buying there. You got Bernie sandpaper tongue. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, my brain is a little twisted around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so weed maps laid off a uh, hundred employees, med men, you know, like a fucking juggernaut in the cannabis space. They've been opening up, they opened up, opened up a retail shop in New York city with the anticipation of the legal weed market there. Really? And yeah. They laid off. I mean, it was a retail shop that didn't sell weed. They were just like getting ready for the time. Right. Let's plant a flag and then we're ready to go. Cause we have like the land unlocked. Yeah. They'll have the flagship store. Interesting. And they announced the first round of layoffs where they uh, cut 20% of their employees and then again another round of layoffs and they reduced their corporate headcount by 40%. And Civilized, Cannabis Media Company. Yeah, I created shows for them. Yeah. Until they're not around anymore. Right. Yeah. They laid off all of their employees after the cannabis data analytics company New Frontier acquired them and they were like, well, we're just not going to do editorial anymore. I was working for another startup company that I was doing some editing and writing for and they just sent me an email saying we're putting all that on pause. Like, Oh, another cat pun. (laughs) Mary Jane, you don't even know it. Everything's Mm. in flux. It's definitely like a difficult time. I don't know anyone who's working in cannabis right now who is feeling sort of like um, positive and rosy about what's going on currently. I mean, you know, the outlook is hopeful, but you know, everything's hard right now. Like people are struggling for cash. People are struggling to 
you know, get p- packaging and, you know, comply with regulations and all of that kind of stuff. And it's hard to get a job in the industry right now because everyone's experiencing all these But you layoffs. can create your own job in the industry. I mean, Look at what did. we did. Yeah. Exactly. I think, like, it is fucking bleak right now. And I have friends who are texting me left and right being like, yo, dude, like, woke up today and we all went in and then we all left because mm-hmm. they let us all go. Like, it's, it is fucked up. And we have a couple interviews coming up with some heavy-hitting cannabis juggernauts who are all saying the same thing which is like wait slow your roll slow your roll everything's nuts the market just went legal recreationally legal two years ago it's gonna take a minute yeah to all calm down yeah but the one thing you can do right now if you do want to get in the weed game or maybe you are in the weed game like um like uh uh alaska Mm-hmm. AK with the AK through the AK AK Michaela Michaela yeah thank you like with like Michaela putting in the groundwork now mm-hmm. joining like being active being an activist now and putting in the groundwork so that when it does go federally legal yeah federally legal now yeah. you've got me having some paper tongue <laughs> We're all um, then it's like boom bop you know yeah I mean you could definitely right now now is a great time to go to school if you want to you know attend like Oaksterdam University for instance or the school in Cleveland yeah with our friend who we like to call Big Uncle <laughs> out in this uh, cannabis school in Cleveland you know like a great time to learn how to grow a great time to learn how to agitate politically at a level where you can affect policy and change it's a great time to write about cannabis it's a great time time to tell stories of the people whose lives have been affected by the war on drugs so that we can start really turning the attention of cannabis corporate people to the fact that those you know are the people who really deserve to have um jobs first and foremost in the cannabis industry making those connections giving platforms to all of the voices and all the people who have worked so fucking hard to free the plant and there's still like so much to do and i'm so excited for us to go to south by southwest and hear from more folks who can tell us more about how we can be helpful and the stories that we should be telling or and also stand up and be like hey i have a question yeah why are you blowing a bunch of smoke up these people's asses sure why are you using corporate jargon to couch the fact that things are haywire and none of you know anything but you're all super rich so you're just going to keep like coming in and going out coming in and going out until you finally see what dart hits a bullseye yeah because i fully expect that to be there too oh fucking definitely of course it's going to be a bunch of a bunch of bullshit i'm sure but then also you know i'm so glad that we're aware of people like al harrington who we had on this podcast recently i was hoping that we could talk about root and rebound yeah and what so it was so cool to actually go to viola al's company and listen to him talk about his new initiative called viola cares with Root and Rebound, they've partnered with Root and Rebound, which are uh, a nonprofit out of Oakland that are dedicated to getting people who have been incarcerated homes and jobs and then uh, work in the cannabis industry, specifically within the cannabis industry. And it's just the coolest initiative, and they're doing such great work. They're worth a follow at Root and Rebound on Instagram. And um, I think they're going to come on here soon to kind of break down when we get back from South by yeah. and break down kind of like why what they're doing is so important. And some of the stories that they are telling. like Sandra. We, we heard from Sandra, who is a, a person who had been incarcerated, and they had helped her after she had lost her job uh, following like getting out of prison. It was just like a whole fucking amazing story that we have to tell. We Yeah, I don't want to tell Sandra's story. I'd, right. I, I hope that she could come on here and tell it, or mm-hmm. maybe when Root and Rebound comes on, they can like tell it too, because yeah. um, that's the beauty of somebody like Al Harrington, man. Like somebody who was an NBA star who helped his grandma see 
so that she could read her Bible. Like, mm-hmm. you can listen to the episode. It's a beautiful story it about is. how he got into the cannabis game. And um, and now putting, like, social equity first because mm-hmm. that's, honestly, that's, like, where... What am I saying, Mary Jane? Well, it's his whole mission. I mean, when he launched Viola, obviously he was like, I want to be an entrepreneur in this space because I believe in the plant and I think that I can profit from it in a way that then will help me give back to the communities that I come from, communities of color and communities who have been most affected by the war on drugs. And that is the mission statement. And he is doing it every single day. He is now partnered with Root and Rebound. And he said uh, something really cool that I I want to hear more about where he had met with... um, I think like hedge fund and VC folks to get a round of funding for Viola and he had promised himself that he was going to make a hundred millionaires based on that funding that he had gotten. He was then going to go back into the community and make other millionaires and he's already made nine people millionaires. Wow. Since last November. He said that and I want to hear more about it. I'm, I'm like kind of, you know, quoting out of context, but that's but truth. Yeah. He's, he's giving back to the community through cannabis and it's, incredible and so it's like that's one of the really amazing hopeful stories that's happening right now when things are difficult yeah um, you know there are ways to help there are ways to be active and you know yeah work at the ground level to get people out of prison and get them jobs and you know we're the, like the cannabis industry at some point i think will self-regulate hopefully um i think it'll go just back to the legacy market huh wholeheartedly i, I think i think it'll just go back underground and um and stay there hmm. and thrive and flourish um but it's not I, I just don't see another i don't see a green rush happening actually well i, I think you're completely wrong and i think that's I love because that. <laughs> because of places like colorado and washington that have been very successful in making the legal market accessible safe fair and affordable for everyone and that then drives the illicit or legacy market underground to a point where you know i mean there's always that's always going to exist you know there's yeah. a there's an illegal market for everything of course not just cannabis but i was um, on tiktok the other day and i found someone who their whole thing is day seven on the dark web oh yeah you can buy illegal cheese if you want to like, <laughs> you know i can go out into west hollywood and buy illegal breast milk on the fucking corner like yeah, there's a legal fakes and deep breeze yeah there's illegal everything <laughs> like it's you know there's that's always going to exist but taxation and regulation doesn't have to mean that you can't afford your medicine or cannabis if it's you know in, in whatever form absolutely um and there are places that are doing it right and places that we can learn from and i think colorado and washington have their own sets of difficulties and we can certainly tell those stories too but for the most part, it's that, you know, they've just been doing it a little longer and they've had a little more time to listen to the people who are, you know, buying the weed and the people who are benefiting from the programs uh, that then the taxes go to, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It just takes a minute. It takes a little minute for legislators to listen to consumers and vice versa. And yeah, it's a bigger conversation to have than like the scramble that's been happening here. And also MedMen has lobbyists in Sacramento who are actively trying to keep the regulations tight so that no one can get, else can get in into the game really Uh -uh. so interesting maybe choose places to buy your cannabis from uh companies that aren't doing that kind of thing that's so nefarious i'll call it nefarious i don't have no stake in that um uh, uh, can i just say one more i'm gonna say one more thing about al harrington like listen to our episode with him to hear his story also go and google uh al harrington and his cannabis because 
it's like between his Instagram and his website and everything else, I, I just think it's the right approach that I hope everyone can take a page from. Yeah, and they're in several states now. They just opened up a flagship store in Detroit. Yes. Um, so they're in Michigan. They're in Oregon. They're in California. I can't remember where else they are, but like they're they're opening up across the country. And, you know, I mean, when we were at the event, when they were announcing this initiative with Root and Rebound, someone asked, like, are you going to be in Africa soon? Like, I'm here visiting from Kenya. And Al was like, absolutely. Like, I've got my eye on the world yes and we need to bring this plant to everyone so yes i don't know it's yeah go follow at viola i think i think so too yeah Mm, heck yeah and so then do you want to do a little bit of political stuff stuff because there is some tuesday voting yeah okay because the polls on tuesday to vote for my primary candidate word yeah get that sticker post it on instagram i voted Mm -hmm. for elizabeth meowing you're gonna go meowing i am there you go solidly word yeah I've been uh, planning on voting for her for a long time, and I haven't had my mind changed by anyone else. But I would love to hear a little more about what you found when you were like looking up like various candidates' policies, where they stand on all sorts of stuff. So yeah. right now we've got Biden. It's kind of cut. It's like kind of straightforward, right. to be honest. If I mean, there's so many issues you can vote on and about, and what they stand for as a whole mm-hmm. is so important. But on just the cannabis tip alone, right? Biden and Bloomberg. Are just anti-cannabis. Yep. Simple as that. They um, they are not pro weed. They have fought against weed. At, Biden calls it a gateway drug. Right. Exactly. And Bloomberg put uh, thousands of young men in prison with his stop and frisk policies when I was living in New York because of and most of them were for nonviolent, low-level drug offenses. Yep. So fuck off. Exactly. The fucking prison <laughs> industrial complex complex done by a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are down for voting as far as cannabis is concerned, Biden and Bloomberg are not the way. Nope. And same with Trump. If you are out there and you listen to this, but you are like pro-Trump for some reason, look, uh, I don't want to... I don't want to dig. I don't want to dig into that because I, I, I'm so against him. Sure. Um, but he's also anti-weed. Yeah. Just so you know. Like yep. it is... It is like of hit. Like, I think he's the kind of dude who is like, well, there's no opportunity in it for me. So why would I do anything to help anyone else? Yeah, he's definitely not been in favor of uh, doing anything that has moved uh, marijuana legal cannabis forward. Yeah. At all. OK, so who's left? Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. Um, uh, what's her name? Amy Klobuchar. Thank you so Klo- much. It's Klobuchar, but I, I Stacey Roommaker now has me <laughs> thinking of it's meow and same paper time. Klobuchar. <laughs> the Democrats. <laughs> um, yeah, Bernie's all about it. He says he's going to legalize it on day one. Day one. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren is like, I I don't really indulge, but I think it's important that we legalize it. She has a plan for it. She has a little bit of a plan. And Amy is um, kicking the can down the road. Yeah. She's... She has not, she's, she's not against it. She's not for it, but she says things like, I want to fund more research into it uh, sure right okay fine. yeah great, great. uh-huh yeah i'm not sure if a hot pocket should be microwave for two minutes or two minutes and 30 seconds but i'm happy to try all the variables between until it's the perfect temp all right sure just fucking make the hot pocket <laughs> Enough of this bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. I dig it. Yeah. So I don't personally respect anybody who can't have an opinion. I need I need to vote for someone who has a stance on things. Sure. And for her to not have a stance because she isn't sure how she should stand is a problem for me. You just made me picture her like physically like just not knowing how to stand just, like <laughs> just and falling over. <laughs> look at me like a normal boy. Have you ever seen Clifford? No. Oh, we got to watch Clifford. Look at me like a normal boy. And Martin Short is just like so uncomfortable in his skin <laughs> as a little kid. He just can't stop staring in these weird funny ways yeah like she's the one in yoga who's always like putting her hand on your shoulder saying sorry sorry 
Sorry. She can't hold up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I went to yoga class for the first time in forever today and it was so great. And I was so excited because the room was almost empty. And so, which I love because I don't like being packed in. And so when I went in, there was one other person there and they were on their mat over there. And so then I put my mat down kind of at the back over here. And then I lay down. And then when the class started, I sat up and I realized that there was of all of the whole room, there was one other person in the class and that person had put their mat directly in front of mine. So I couldn't see myself in the mirror. What the fuck? And I was like, what a sociopath. That's crazy. There was, I'm not kidding. The whole room. Like, they yeah. could have been anywhere else and had put their mat directly in front of me. So I had to then get up and move my mat. You made the choice. Yeah. Well, to I didn't do that first instead because of I was interact. like, maybe this is a moment of like a, it's a reminder from the universe to be humble and maybe I don't need to look at myself in the mirror. And then I was like, no, I'm like at this kind of fancy yoga studio in Culver City and like I'm taking this hour to be good to myself. Why wouldn't I want to like maximize my being in the studio and be able to like look at my form and so I got up and moved my fucking mat but fuck that person they are fuck. definitely voting for fucking Bloomberg fuck them yeah I really did not like that person man rude unnecessarily rude yeah like the very idea that's like well it, you know what it was it wasn't even unnecessarily rude it was just so fucking blind blind to anyone else how how much self-awareness do you think the average person has because I am so anxiously self-aware at every turn <laughs> that sometimes I get mad at other people and it it's definitely not their fault because sure. they just don't have the same like set of rules that I've self-imposed on the rest of the world. Right. Like when someone's like walking slowly through a crosswalk or like taking too long in the... Well, you told a woman the other day to eat a dick. <laughs> so that's not a great example, Mary was, Jane. No, I mean, she was just being purposefully terrible though i mean she, she knew that she was holding up traffic and she was strolling in a checking her phone in a in a like in a way where it was like i don't care about you and the whole world is looking at me kind of and i i was incensed entitled crosswalking it was entitled crosswalking it was mm-hmm. yeah it was bad but yeah i know i th- i think that the average person doesn't have enough physical self-awareness um, but they're all doing their best. Are you talking physically or just yeah. generally? Yeah, physically. Like spatially? Spatial self-awareness. Spatial self-awareness. I, um, I'm so, I'll, I will press myself into a corner if it means I don't inconvenience somebody else. I, I am hyper, hyper, hyper sensitive to it as well. I very rarely bump into anyone. I very rarely, like when I was working in restaurants, I was always prided myself on moving through a busy dining room, like never brushing into anyone at all. Yeah, it's like a video that, game. Doing that twirl and that dance and like working behind a bar with other bartenders. They were always like, I liked working with other people in space because I feel like I would move around people really well. So I can I pride myself on my own spatial self awareness, but then I'm probably a fucking asshole half the time too. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that like we are like it. We're definitely in the minority of people. It's just because we're both nervous, yeah, <laughs> or anxious, or whatever. It yeah, is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucked up. That dude was it a man or woman who was in front of you at yoga? Uh, or what would you? It, it, she looked like a very entitled uh, woman who was probably in her twenties. She had a very beautiful. Um, yoga outfit on and she really loved looking at herself and doing all of the poses really well. I like would have moved very... right in front of her. <laughs> Leapfrog that fucking person right in front of her. Yeah. You know exact. what I mean? Yeah. Like in, there's a good bit at like, because I'm only five, uh, like five, nine and a half. Mm-hmm. And so at a concert, it's always like kind of like precarious where I stand yeah. because as luck always turns out the dude with the afro who's 612 yeah. gets right in front of me always. you know what I mean yep. and then I've got to like wheel out a lifeguard stand and get in front of them and then they build a big 
castle tower and stand in front of me uh, and then you, I'm hang gliding so I can <laughs> see in front of them. Have you ever, I used to, um, when I used to go to like uh, Lollapalooza and shit, I prided myself on being really fucking strong physically because I like, you know, at that time I was just like, I'm muscular and strong and I can kick ass or whatever. And so whoever I was with, I would put them on my shoulders, <laughs> male or female. Yeah, that's Did awesome. Did you ever do that? Um, I've never had anyone on my shoulders. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know about that. Okay. I When I see like a dad with a little kid mm-hmm. on their shoulders, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's an accident waiting to happen. I'll never do that. Like I, the whole thing makes me too nervous. There's, that's why I can't even pick up a baby. There's a, yeah. Well, holding babies is, yeah, it's its own special kind of nervous thing for sure. But like the getting up on someone's shoulders, like for me, having that center of me mm-hmm. pressed against the back of someone's neck mm-hmm. is like, yeah, it's a very intense and intimate feeling. Can you feel the nutsack on your nape? Um, no, generally when I was putting, like, if I put a dude friend up on my shoulders, it wasn't like a guy with his, who had his nuts out. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. All right. I don't know. Know what I mean? I mean, I I dated a guy for a while and we were almost like the same build. Like we probably weighed almost the same. Um, and I would put him up on my shoulders just like as kind of a gimmick because it was fun. Yeah. And I don't recall ever feeling a nutsack issue. Okay. But he he was usually wearing like little booty shorts. So (laughs) I'd like to, I'd like to hear from people on this. Yeah. Like what, what is the etiquette if someone gets in front of you? Yeah. What is your spatial awareness? What is your spatial awareness? And what is your sort of, um, what is your level of forgiveness for someone who doesn't have spatial awareness? Mine is none. I know. Yeah. I'm very unforgiving. I mean, and that's the thing. Like there are some people who just like, I actually saw someone recently when I was shopping and she was trying to sort of like put the basket back next to the cash register. And she like got so in my space to do it. And then she like reached across me for something. And I was about to just be like, excuse me, you know? And then I realized like she just didn't see me. It wasn't that she was, being, she wasn't making a statement yeah. by being in my space. She just didn't see me. And I was like, am I a ghost? Right. <laughs> Is this spirited away? That's so crazy. So mm-hmm. you think she was just too anxious herself to like deal with asking someone to move and was just like, I hope that they fucking move because to open my mouth is too painful. Or maybe she just didn't see me. I mean, I feel like some people just, you know, like some people are really sensitive to sound and other people don't mind loud noises. It's the same thing with space. Some people are like, oh my God, like I am. And then other people are like, it's just, you know, we're all here together. Why are you bothered if I'm one foot away from you or one inch? I hate to be surprised hugged. I, oh. I've, I've hurt some friends feelings because they like would like come from behind uh-huh. and like hug me and they can feel me tense up and like try and duck out like I'm going to hit them. <laughs> And so, like, yeah, being touched or, like, being around people, yeah, like, I, I love to, like, not touch anyone all the time. Oh, for sure. I do. I'm not, I'm with you on that, for yeah. sure. I mean, I'm, I, when I genuinely want it, I love the feeling, of course, but, like, when it's a surprise, nah. Fuck, man. Nah. Yeah, unless it's moshing. That's the only time I really like being touched unexpectedly is when I'm getting, like, pummeled from all angles and oh, I'm sure. also pummeling others. You can pummel back. Yeah. Yeah. That's the move. That's it. Not in yoga, though. You can't swing, punch somebody in the oh back of the head. I've been hit so many times when I go to yoga class. Like, I got kicked in the face once by oh. a dude who was, like, too Barefoot? Lo- yeah. Oh. Right with a guy. And he was, like, a big dude, and he kicked me in the face with his big foot. Oh, God. That's so gross. <laughs> you know, it was, like, not cool. That's so gross oh yeah the bottom of a foot is the most revolting thing in the world it was also i would rather how... be hit with the taint <laughs> i would rather a taint press against my chin than a fucking bottom of a foot yeah, it was also just how big it was like it was like being kicked by like an ogre like yeah. it was just gross man yoga is not 
for the faint of heart. I love it so much, and uh, I'm glad I'm going back. So yeah, I'm going back tomorrow. Especially with this election coming, yo, Gotta hit s- the yoga, hit the exercise, go outside, take deep breaths, get good rest, drink much more water. You know, smoke some weed, watch a sunset. Look, <laughs> yeah, look at a bee. <laughs> know that it's all gonna be okay. And if you're as fucking stressed out or even dispirited as I can feel sometimes, just know that you know, no matter what, if you breathe, the sun's gonna go down. The sun will come up. Tomorrow's another day. We can do better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just important. And find, you know, find a friend to maybe go out to dinner with and talk about things that aren't politics and make you feel a little better. Mm -hmm. Or if you need to vent about politics, that's okay too. Maybe just do it with someone who is not an opposing view so that you can just both like get it out but not fight. Yes. And I like listening to people who don't agree with me. Sure. Because, you know, there's some, I, I can like, I it's a good way to learn empathy for something that I have no empathy for. Yeah. Because the internet doesn't allow me to be empathetic. Right. It allow, it, it's like, it's all or nothing all the fucking time. And so when I can talk to somebody who supports Trump and have like a straight up discussion with them and be like, you, it's everyone's right to vote. Yeah. I just wish you would vote my way sure but if we can like hash it out a little bit i feel so much better right and that's you know that's such a huge that's such a good point and such a huge part of it too is that it's everyone's right to vote however they want to fucking vote a big part of our responsibility is just to get there and actually vote and use your right and use your voice because it's so important there was a political cartoon that i saw last week that was like you know i didn't vote because my vote didn't count and then it extrapolated it out and showed like all of the people and how that actually played out in the last election and like if everyone had voted mm-hmm. the way that they said they were going to vote what the outcome truly would have been oh wow it's everyone's vote counts and that's yeah. you know something that we hear over and over and over again but it's so important and if you know of someone who feels like they're not going to vote because their candidate isn't the nominee or, or it doesn't because, matter because you live in this state right, so your vote is I already in a blue like, state my vote's blue like it's it's it really does matter exercise your vote exercise your right yeah download you know? the shadow app um yeah and <laughs> Put it to use. Damn it. <laughs> right. Look, when I in, when I invented it, I thought it would go better, and I wish I chose a different name. Ugh. Oh, boy. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say, and that is, um, as the weed industry seemingly shifts, crumbles, builds, shrinks, moves, shakes, twists, turns, and does all of that, um, I don't know. We've been doing this now the whole time, and we haven't missed a goddamn ep. And I've really had a great time doing it with you. And I want to thank everyone for listening because as important as federal legalization is to me, I all I can really do is put my money where my mouth is and like donate when I can donate, um, help where I can help, but also hopefully be entertaining and educate in a way that is just like by living a life that shows that I care. And so if people are listening to us do this, Hopefully it's inspiring you or at least you're getting a little something out of it that can like move the conversation forward. Nice. I love that. Yeah. I I love the fun aspects of weed and I want to keep it, you know, fun and enjoyable. Is that in, too preachy? In my I'm life. sorry. No, I Is love that it. too preachy? What are you talking about? I don't about? know. Well, I just got nervous because my heart was a little more open and vulnerable than usual and then and now I'm like interrupting you because I was like, Oh no, I shouldn't have said something that honest. It's boring. Like that's such boring honesty do you think i'm honest or do you think i'm boring when i'm honest no because you i i just respect (laughs) you (laughs) i respect you that more than i respect my own you know ability to have an emotional honest conversation well i think what you said was fucking great and honest and i respect you and yeah damn it all right let's cut this fucking part out (laughs)
No. I don't know. I just leave it. It's, it's just to be honest. It is. It's just that like when as we're heading into South by yeah. and our fucking conversation topic is art, entertainment, and social justice awareness. It, yeah. It's just like all I'm thinking about right now is how a podcast like this or a person out there listening who can inform in an entertaining way goes light years beyond anything I can think of when it comes to like a sponsored tweet or some sure. like policy meow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh I mean any any kind of like advocacy and policy work is I think more often than not or almost all the time by definition fucking boring as hell. And so, you know, if we can tell some stories that light up people's lives and like shine a light on things that they didn't fucking know about in a fun way while we drop some fucking f bombs and have some snacks and smoke some weed. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Well, Damn, you just put our fucking <laughs> podcast in a bottle and shot it to the moon. <laughs> fucking yeah. Yeah. Word. Uh, hit us up with any questions. Or if you just want to talk about like weed. Yeah. You want to hang. I don't know. I'd love to get some more DMs from folks with questions that we can answer on air with, you know. I mean, there's just our opinions, but, you know, we have a good time. Like, I don't do any research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mary Jane sends me articles that I don't read, but then I have opinions on. It's- so. You know, it's a good dynamic. Is it a straight white male problem? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm addicted to my phone. So if anyone wants to talk about anything, hit us up. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're at Weed and Grub. And on email at wg at weedandgrub.com. Wg at weedandgrub.com. And our, I'm going to give my personal IG too. If anyone wants to hit me up, it's at this is Mary Jane underscore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hit yeah. her up. Don't hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> on my personal. You can find us. <laughs> um, slide into those DMs. Send us fun questions. Share stories. You know, if you if you have uh, weed memes to send our way, always love a weed meme. Love that. And fucking vote on Tuesday, please, if you're old enough. And if you're in a state where there's voting. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not every state voting on Tuesday. Oh. It's it's the states that are voting on Tuesdays, like a lot of them. But yeah, it's, it's not super, all. It's, it's a not super amount. It is a super amount, yeah. When are the rest of the votes? It's a whole whack. And then there are more and more and more. It's like a rolling, you know. The primary is a nightmare. It goes on forever. This and is then insane. the nomination isn't until July. I know. So, man, oh, man. Yeah, it's a long game or whatever it is. Game. A long warfare period. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know where to go from there. All right. Ugh. It's going to be fine. Breathe. Call a friend. Smoke a joint. That's what's up. Eat some popcorn. Mary Jane, you're the shit. You're the shit, Mike. Bye, everyone. Bye.